0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos, and uh, I'm just going to jump into it. Really excited for my next guest here today. We have Paul O'Mahony, who is the CEO and founder of Rethink Academy, LTD, as well as fun Freedom. That's financial, but with fun at the beginning. Paul, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Jan. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. For people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself and uh, briefly about Rethink Academy and financial Freedom.
2: Sure. So um, I'm from Ireland. Um, I worked uh, in a corporate organization for almost a decade. I am the son of two teachers. So Mm. my entire life was uh, based around going to college, doing well in exams, following the process, following the systems. And that's exactly what I was doing. And I had a degree in industrial biochemistry. I had a diploma in chemical engineering. I had a project management diploma. I had a master's in business administration. I was 30 years of age and I was hundreds of thousands in debt. And I had done all of the right things. I had ticked all the boxes. I passed the exams. I'd done college. I drive in the car, had the house. But... I didn't know any of them. I, I have what I refer to as rich, poor, um, as my rich, main poor. way of living. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends, family, peers around me, the same. Um, everybody, you know, patting each other on the back as, hey, you've made it, you're successful, you've got all the trimmings of success. And I didn't identify this by myself. I was at a conference in Ireland with a lot of American speakers in February 2009 who were over to teach people about how to set up internet businesses now mm-hmm. i was there because much in debt from uh, uh, poorly timed property investments in the mm-hmm. mid 2000s and i i knew i could i was stuck financially didn't matter how many times i was going to get promoted i couldn't see a way out of this and the only other way i knew about making money was the stock market um, and i just started to learn a little bit about that so at that conference um, they were all American speakers so they don't and didn't at least understand the Irish culture of we're unbelievably skeptical. We don't <laughs> like we're not into any of this rah rah mantra high five <laughs> goals are for Americans. Like we we it's not a thing that we do. So,
1: Interesting. That's so funny. Yeah, that, that's great to hear that perspective.
2: What is it, it's definitely how it was and how it probably is to some degree. But some of the people even walked out, and you know there was a hate turn to your neighbor and tell them they're awesome. We're like, really? They think we're going to use that word awesome in real life. Um, Things like uh, massage the shoulder of your neighbors. We're like, hey, we're Irish. We don't touch our own family, let alone strangers. You know, we do social distancing naturally (laughs) in Ireland. We don't drink because we love it. We drink because we, we need to procreate. But basically, this is sort of our angle of what the hell is going on here. And one speaker was watching and he got up on stage and he goes, you guys are smart. But you're not as smart as you think. He said, "You think we're here to brainwash you?" But he said, "Ironically, you guys are so brainwashed, you don't know the difference." Mm. He said, "Let me explain. you're brainwashed to believe that wealth is connected to letters after your name. In other words, qualifications that you get in yeah. college that you spend your first 22 years getting those yeah. letters parents help. He said, "I found as a high school dropout that a much better of, well, much better measure of wealth, rather than letters after your name are numbers in my bank account." And I'll never forget when he said it because he, he wasn't just making a suggestion. He was pulling the rug from under our feet as a group all at once. And he said, look, at, hands up people who are 20 here. Are you running out of money at the end of the month? And said, yes. Hands up people in your 30s here. Are you running out of money? At the, yes. Hands up people who are in your 40s. Are you running out of money? Hands up in your 50s And he goes, and you all just keep going on regardless. Even yeah. though you're all yeah. saying you don't have enough money and you keep, and you're telling me that, you know, we're here to brainwash you. And he said, you know, he said, it's kind of like wow. the biggest scam of just all got time. Schooled. <laughs> yeah. And and then, so I went from the ego of, hey, I'm a director in corporate world. So I know how the world works to eating massive humble pie and realizing, you know what? You ju- just because you think you know, and just because the broke people around you tell you that, yeah, reinforce this decision-making and you go on holidays once a year and this is great. You know, we're not only running the wrong race, we're running the wrong race at speed in the wrong direction. Wow. And that really opened my eyes. And I ended up investing in three programs about the internet. And A, let me be clear, I had no business experience. No one in my family has. I'm not technical. I thought business was just sort of for crazy people. He's like, why would you just not just show up and get paid you know, in a job? Mm. Uh, I had no product services or any inclination. I wasn't technical, didn't like computers, didn't like social media. But long story short, I joined three programs. I got mentored by one of those guys. And within six months, I was making $30,000 a month from Twitter, something I hadn't even been on six months earlier. Wow. And that doubled That doubled a couple more times. And then I was invited as, as a audience member who was successful to, to go share my story of my entrepreneurial journey, which I didn't think of as an entrepreneurial journey. I just right. wanted to make some money to begin with. With yeah. other people just like me, because I was almost the, the anti speaker or the the anti-motivational speaker. I was like, look, I was a skeptic. And the <laughs> irony, guys, is you're skeptical about the wrong stuff and you're you're advocates of the stuff that's getting you putting you in the wrong direction. And yeah. over over my years of learning, you know, in the beginning I was like, you know, when I became an entrepreneur, I was like, everybody needs to be an entrepreneur and you got to quit your job and stop being a loser and all this <laughs> stuff. I went to Tony Robbins and I quit my job. Uh, and I we did all know this Tony stuff. Robbins, yep,
1: yep. Yeah, yeah, but you know what?
2: Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. 100% is not for everybody. And mm-hmm. it only takes, it takes time and it takes humility. Again, you go through the same trip, of ego trip and, you know, realize it's not as easy as you think it is um, to realize that it's not for everybody, but there are things that you can provide to people It within entrepreneurship or within your business that are absolutely available for everybody, and Mm -hmm. and that's where my companies came from. Originally, the Rethink Academy, which is kind of that's the new branding and renaming renaming of it, where I'm pulling myself completely out of the brand. Mm -hmm. Is the goal is to enable people to rethink, um, you know, where they are in life, and to give them the tools they need to empower themselves to to create an extraordinary life, and. It's not just in that niche of the internet because that's still, to this day, considered very, very micro niche and you've got to be crazy and the internet's a scam and all this stuff. So <laughs> instead, I've broadened the way out. Like the Rethink Academy is we've got a list of 80 books mm. where it's all sorts of things from Rethink Time Management, Rethink Social Media, Rethink Money, Rethink Money for Children, and Rethink Health, Paleo, Healing, Spirituality. And I part, we partner with experts in the industry that we put a book out first, and then if people want to know more, they can do a digital training on it, etc. Almost like a dummy's guide, but with more supportive structure around it. So to allow anybody on the entire planet to be able to experience, because most people that I've met are not happy where they are. And right. most people that you meet have followed most of the instructions that were laid out for them to some degree or another. Mm-hmm. And nobody or very few people question what's gone wrong? Like they blame themselves or they they get angry with others, but they never question the system that, hey, look, you're learning stuff that's Mm. 200 years out of date or Mm. you're learning a business, how to run a business from a lecturer who's never had one, from a textbook that was written 20 years ago, um, from a person who's never ventured outside the grounds of the the university. And, you know, you've you've spent $37,000 on average per year to get into that university. So you start life with a 220,000 dollar school loan that's the only loan you can never declare bankruptcy on a college loan and the number one u.s government mm. asset outstanding college student debt right and it's still though it's those people that tell you you're crazy when you look for something outside of this rigid um fixed system that we're in full of great people full of teachers you know full of wanting to change the world and that i, I kind of believe is very much my Path is I was the product of two teachers. I think I was always meant to be a teacher. But mm. well, I now I now know I need to, for me, I need to teach the things that work in today's world. And it's pretty much a hundred percent the opposite, like a hundred and eighty-degree version of what people are actually brought up to learn. Um, yeah. so, and that's the Rethink Academy for Adults. And that what spawned out of that was at the workshops that I would run, uh, one child came by accident the babysitter cancelled a 13 year old and he made $190 in 11 minutes and wow. all the adults in the room were like what the hell what did wow. you do he said well I did just what he said and they're like oh god <laughs> oh, really you actually did it you know and <laughs> I and it just made me think why am I spending so much time trying to break down these adults belief systems and it won't work it can't work it's a scam yeah. if it's this easy why wouldn't everybody else do it and I have to start off by saying why do you why do you look to everybody else, people who are challenged financially, for your financial advice? Why do you ask? Why aren't broke people doing this, like as your first question?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: normal people think, yeah, that's a great question to ask, rather than what are wealthy people doing differently? Right. You know, what is it that um, they can do that maybe we can follow on? And but kids, kids don't have any of that yet. You know mm-hmm. that school high school hasn't drilled that into them yet about you know don't take chances. You know, the fear of failure in front of your friends, you know, don't let your family, all that stuff they don't care about. So I set up a company way back 2014 for kids around money. And I didn't launch it until last year because I didn't want someone like me or my partner, Chris, in this um to be the face of it because we're like 40-year-old men. We're two like teachers. <laughs> so we said, this needs to be fun. This needs to be fun because it right. is fun if it's taught the right way. So we spent five years and invested almost a million into it now in wow. getting whole animated cartoons. Um, you know, it's just phenomenal. So it, it teaches children everything they need to know about money and that not only just the theory, but the practicality, how they can set up a business in 24 hours, making the money within two days. And yeah. then how to grow that money and then how to give back and then learn how to help children that are less well off in the world and, you know, incorporate in having visions and goals. Like in a world where we have so many children, teens and young adults facing mental challenges um, and it's just becoming, the you know, the,
0: a huge thing,
2: the, the, these, the, the problems that people are having mentally across the globe because yeah. they're comparing themselves to these delusions and illusional lifestyles that people have on Instagram, for example, and these influencers, that they think, well, that's what I want.
1: Right. When
2: that's not what your their lives are for a start. But because they don't know how to look internally for the answers to the questions they don't even know to ask about what do I want to do? What, what's what's my mission in life? What, what do, would I like to be seen as doing? How, what contribution can I make to the planet? How can I well make? help myself get wealthy while helping others at the same time. So we really want to kind of redress that imbalance that's in there, you know, one child at a time. And um, it also has a massive foundation element to it where we're helping children and teens that don't have access to these things via their parents. So we we launched in June at the foundation in South Africa last year with 55,000 teens at the first event. So wow. it just showed like appetite that's there for and if you just saw the look in their, those kids' eyes to see that there isn't just hope, there's like a real practical things that they can start to do, regardless of internet connection or not, to, to understand how money works. And it's, 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 you know, it's a means of exchange. It's just a, it's, it's not what you think it is. It doesn't need to be the emotional attachment that it is for so many families, unfortunately, around the world. And that leads to so many challenges that we're faced with in society today. So I started on one journey and ended up kind of going off on a different path and then back to what my parents did, teaching kids as a teacher. Uh, ironically, I'm, go- I'm going through this, I suppose, a- this kind of emergent um, problems that I was seeing, you know, where first adults think they need more money. That's that's what they think. So, you know, I, I need it to, give me, to show me how to make more money. But ultimately, when you get that, then there's a whole other series of challenges and problems that yeah. need to be addressed that are just plastered over so that's the whole idea of rethink um, and i uh, you know i'm i want to pull out of it completely myself as as a let's say a personality because personalities either attract people or repel people and mm. for me this doesn't this shouldn't in any way repel people because no matter what you're into you know if there's any area that needs rethinking you just pick up that book and see what you think
1: yeah fantastic Paul, you dropped a, no- a lot of knowledge and I think inspiration in everything you shared just now. So thank you. I feel like you um, answered a lot of the questions I wanted to ask you. So thank you so much for that. A couple of things that uh, stood out to me is that, uh, and, and you're so right about this, We, for whatever reason, we were led to believe that if we have letters at the end of our name, we will eventually become wealthy. And, you know, I think about even my own family, my parents immigrated from the Philippines and their goal for me of being an American was to have that college degree and that stable job. Well, for me, I got got my bachelor's and then in my young twenties, I got fired from four jobs like consecutively. And for the last decade, I have found more fulfillment and joy in being an entrepreneur slash self-employed, because, you know, there's different types of entrepreneurs, as we know. And, uh, and I think it's that self-education piece, or at least finding resources such as yours, for people to realize that there are um, more than one, there, there, there's the standard way of living, the popular way of living, but that is not the only way to live. And it seems like there's a lot of people that are just naturally asleep because these systems just work for them. They don't have to think about it. Um, But when you get to that place of discomfort, you know, you're, you're kind of comfortable in your own discomfort. Um, It's my hope that people can, uh, you know, know people like you who can challenge them to rethink. And, And part of me feels like Maybe because maybe the reason why it's um I was writing this note here. I think the reason why we feel so compelled to fitting in is because that's how our whole system was built. We were built to get the good grades, you know, to get to do the extra credit to get the good grades. It was always about, you know, pleasing someone else and getting, you know, getting that honors or getting that certificate or getting perfect attendance. And so it is, really, it is really interesting to, um, when people eventually get to that place of discomfort and feel like they need to change. Now, I am curious because um, you did hint a little bit about like, the history of the school system. Why do you think that our school systems in general uh, have been built to, I don't know, make us fit in?
2: Oh, simple. They were, they, 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 in, the Industrial Revolution required um, employees that were at, at a level that they could read, read and write and count. Mm. So that we could move as a society from you know very manual labor to this automated industrial revolutions type thing, and it and it worked. It worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order for that to work and for people not to die, you needed to create a compliant workforce that they followed standard mm-hmm. operating procedures. Because back then, you know, machineries, you know, wasn't as safe as it was today. So you needed that level of compliance and non-questioning and a, a certain level of education. But because systems take so long to change you know especially when you've got government-based systems you know what's working kind of sticks it's like with a lot of religions as well they haven't changed much in a few thousand years but people question it more now but the Mm -hmm. same with the education it's well does that still apply you know okay i can count money i can um i can spend money but that doesn't really help me in society today you know and the thing of course is if you think about it how do, you, how do you get somebody to get up every morning to go to a job they don't enjoy you know, and spend 45 hours a week doing something they don't like? There's only one way they'll do it, is avoiding pain. And so the only way to get them to do that is you need to put them into debt so that they're so afraid of not being able to pay back their debt they'd rather go and work in something they don't do than actually go and do something actively that they would pursue and love. If you ask most people, why won't you do what you love? Oh, I won't be able to make enough money from it. I just, I, you know, it's. But they'd rather do something they hate just to, to you know, have this in their mind, this illusion that one day they'll pay back their debt and that everything will be okay. Like even their clues are in the language. Mortgage, oops, Mortgage comes from the word uh, mortier, which means to die. You know, mortgage means debt until death. You know, it's wow.
1: It's, I that's the first time I'm hearing that definition.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's what it comes from. Uh, can I? Can you hear that or? Yeah, okay? I, I can
1: hear it, but it, it's okay. Yeah. Just it's repeat okay, what you just yeah. said. Yeah, it's fine. My dog like barked for a second. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Pete, that's, that's just the journey that people are in and it's, it's normal. The, the thing is what we, how we argue the case is everybody else is in the same boat, but what we don't explain is that boat is the Titanic. And we, we, we get some sort of sense of comfort from saying, well, look, everybody else is in the same problem. Everybody. And we say mortgage doesn't count. That's not debt. Why isn't it debt? Because everybody has one of those. It's and, and that's the constant way of. So if you're the one that speaks up and you're the one that's causing a ruckus, of course, you're the unpopular one in your family. You're the unpopular one, in your friend. And my God, they're like the amount of emotional blackmail that can be just thrown around. Oh, you were never grateful. You were never happy. You were always the one looking for more. Oh, look at you. are you. never always looking for more money. You know, you're never grateful for what you I have. all of you that. Know, and all the work we did to bring you to this country, whatever it needs to be. Oh, you're getting a cleaner now. You're too posh to clean up your own mess. Oh, oh, I guess you'll have a pool <laughs> boy next week to clean the bath. Oh, right. Because nobody likes to see their peers move away from that like that you, right. know, you never see um, eight thin ladies hanging around with one overweight lady it just doesn't happen in any culture around the world because they're afraid their standards will slip
1: mm-hmm. and, and
2: that's exactly how it is with money we don't even though you're called your friends they're what's going they're going to bring you back to that level and they're gonna yeah. make sure you don't go beyond there so it's just right. it doesn't make them bad people it's it's the hard mentality so that's what I'm just encouraging is people just start to just rethink these things with a bit of guidance. You know, you, yeah. you can't figure all this stuff out for yourself. Like I haven't written the books. It's like, I've written, wrote the first four and then I'm like, I can't, I'm running to the end of um, my knowledge on this stuff. I need to partner with people who've dedicated their lives to rethinking this area so that you know it allows me and enables me to kind of do the same.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Well, we'll wrap up in a minute. So this totally works out. Um, well, Hey Paul, I, uh, I, I feel like we just only scratched the surface when it comes to, yeah, when when it comes. And so I think, I think for people, you know, for people who are rethinking and they, they maybe can't find the words or the, they can't describe that feeling. You know, um, I think that rethink Academy is a great organization or great company for them to reach out to. And also for, um, you know, the kids, I think it's so smart for you to start them off young because there are, there are some adults who are, let's say too far gone, like they're too far gone into the system and they're comfortable in their discomfort. And I think we mentioned this early on, but, you know, we can't help everyone, you know, not, not everyone can be saved in that sense and that's okay. But for people who have that unsettling feeling in them that they feel like this isn't right and it's not just them, it could be the system. Um, I would, I I think it would be absolutely amazing for them to reach out to you. Um, but yeah, with that said, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you, Jen. Re- really enjoyed it. Short and all as it was. Yeah.
1: yeah. And like we said, we just scratched the surface and I absolutely believe that people will be reaching out to you. So we have Paul O'Mahony, the CEO and founder of Rethink Academy, LTD. You can learn more about him at paulomahony.com or you can learn about financial Freedom at financialfreedom.com. And remember the first part, the first syllable is F-U-N um, in the word financial. All right. With that I-, I have said, a couple
2: of gifts, Jen, if you want. I- I have please. a. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is updated since we, we first reached out. Um, and They can get a free copy of the, the book for kids and teens about money at getfunbook.com. Getfunbook.com. And if they'd like to be introduced to the whole rethink world, they could just go to rethinkgift.com. Rethinkgift.com.
1: Thank you so much for that. And I'm sure we'll be including that in the show notes in case they didn't catch that. So Paul, thank you again so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you.
0: Thank you, Jen. Really appreciate it. And a huge thank you to your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that,